the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Together for Good, brought to you by Baptist Health Foundation of San Antonio. Together for Good exists to recognize and uplift the many people working together for the good of San Antonio and the surrounding communities. Now here's the host of Together for Good, Cody Knowlton. Welcome back to Together for Good. Together for Good is brought to you by Baptist Health Foundation of San Antonio. Baptist Health Foundation of San Antonio exists to honor our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and our Baptist heritage by providing needed funds for health-related programs at area nonprofits and churches. Well, you've probably noticed that I am not your usual host, Cody Knowlton. My name is Katie Fulkerson, and I'm delighted to be today's guest host. You may recognize my voice. That's me performing the intro and outro to the show. Today, I'll be talking with our guest about pastors and the challenges they faced in maintaining their health, be that physically, mentally, or even financially. Church leaders fill a complex slot in our society. They're usually expected to be confident and articulate, above reproach in their relationships, and most importantly, available at all times to their congregations. Unfortunately, holding an individual to these standards can be detrimental to them and ultimately those around them. Here to tell us more about this problem and offer some solutions is Pastor Chad Shapiro. Chad has had an extensive and successful career in sales and leadership development and is the founder of Next Level Leadership. Chad is also the pastor of Ignite Community Church here in San Antonio. But today we're going to talk with him about his role as the director of the Pastor Strong Initiative, a ministry of Texas Baptist. Welcome, Chad. Thank you for taking the time to join us today. You sound like a pretty busy guy. Yeah, definitely. A lot of lot of things going on, but uh, God is good, and it's so uh, it's an honor to be here with you and to be able to talk about the Pastor Strong Initiative, which has been such a blessing um, to me and also to our. Uh, San Antonio pastors here. Well, being a pastor yourself, I'm sure that your personal experience has given you an understanding of the unique challenges and pressures that pastors face. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yes. uh, uh, Being a church planter over the last five or six years is, is really, really challenging from just building it from the bottom up. But I've been in ministry for the last uh, 20 years with churches that were sometimes into the uh, thousand or more people and then uh, oftentimes even smaller churches along the way. And the challenge is to be able to go forward and to shepherd these beautiful people that God has given us and to be able to be first and foremost healthy ourselves as pastors. Um, we can't really do a good job of helping others if we are struggling. Um, so I've seen it and I've been part of it. And especially as a church planter trying to create um, um, some movement for the kingdom uh, is very challenging. And, and so uh, it's given me a lot of experience to know what some of the struggles are that pastors go through. 
What are some of the common misconceptions about the pastoral role that may prevent pastors from receiving the care that they need? I think there's a certain sense of pride almost in us as pastors where we are not as vulnerable as we should be, that we are uh, people just like everybody else, sinners saved by grace, and that we, uh, with that grace, we need help in growing spiritually, physically, relationally, financially, and emotionally, mentally, all these different areas, we struggle too. And so I think we that pride of, um, I'm the one that's going out to, to lead these people, and so there's no one for me to talk to, or the issues that I have, um, I'm supposed to help everybody else with them, but not uh, have anybody necessarily help me and be open or vulnerable to being able to have help in those areas is a big, big problem with us. And so we get siloed where we're all by ourselves focused on our mission and just consistently um, trying to give out that we aren't receiving. And so that's a big, big challenge in trying to go forward because we all need the help. Can you give us an idea of the different programs that Pastor Strong offers? Yes. Yeah, first and foremost, we want to be about relationships because, uh, like I mentioned, the silo and being isolated, that's the hardest part for a pastor. They they don't want to be really open to the people they're leading about their struggles because then they'll have a harder time leading them. And, and they're so busy, so they get stuck, um, isolated. And so what we try to do is create a once-a-month lunch that is free and open to all senior pastors um, every first Thursday of the month that is in the San Antonio Baptist Association. And during that lunch, um, it's set to start at 1130, always ends by one o'clock. We have fellowship. We're spread out so that we can uh, be able to sit at tables with only four people, get to know each other. And then there's usually a 10 to 15 minute training on a particular topic of pastoral health. And it's not led by me. I need to learn as much as anybody else. It's led by one of our amazing pastors that maybe is gifted in that area. And they lead the lunch forward in that topic. They create bullet point questions that will be discussed about that topic. And then we let the Holy Spirit move and uh, be with the pastors at each table and the discussion and the openness that starts uh, to come from that, the vulnerability, the relationships that are built. That's where we start. But now we are starting to have uh, coffees that are meeting around the city in different regions, locations where Again, still about relationships. When we can bond and drop our guard and get to know each other, God has been doing some amazing things through that. So these coffees are either at a restaurant or a Starbucks, or they could be at a church, or they, uh, they're at San Antonio Baptist Association as well. And uh, we put them on set on a calendar so that everybody sees all the dates, and now uh, people can go to those. So those are some of the foundational pieces that go on a kind of a monthly and a weekly rhythm. But then we also are blessed to be able to have retreats, which are part of the program and help with all the pastors. So we have uh, marriage retreats that have... Gosh, the saved marriages that have gone out there from these pastors and and their wives that uh, were struggling. Family retreats with up to 60 different people that were all out there recently together, um, being able to enjoy some time there. The women meet, the pastor's wives meet separately as well to be able to minister directly to them. So those are some of the many different ways that we have uh, gone about it. We're trying to make sure there's an on-ramp to relationship, to love, to connection that maybe we haven't had before. And then to be able to compile a toolbox of 
resources that are given from Texas Baptist and wherever else we can find them to be able to help with all these areas. Um, the toolbox is probably a little bit easier. Um, there's tools all over the world for pastors, but the relationships and the trust and making sure that we're all working together to use those tools, the communication of that has been challenged sometimes where there's tools, um, but do we all cheer each other on and support each other and hold each other accountable and using them uh, is what we're, we're trying to do. So, yeah, but some great, great things that we get to do to be able to help the program. I'm hearing the recurring word relationships, and you touched a little bit already uh, about marriage, but tell me a little bit more about how Pastor Strong helps pastors cultivate healthy and thriving marriages and family relationships. Yeah, again, the pastor gets so motivated in their own little bubble and trying to move the church forward that they maybe do not create as much time for their most important ministry, which is their family. And to be around Pastor Strong that focuses on pastor's health, which starts with them, uh, then their relationship with their wife, their spouse, their kids, to make sure that that's healthy, to make sure that we all are understanding that that is a major priority. If we're not around other brothers um, in Christ who are fighting forward with that mindset, we will easily most pastors are driven, they're motivated, they're ready to charge forward, and they almost need somebody to remind them, as a, a group of people to remind them, don't forget, like, your most important ministry is your home. There's other people that could pastor the people at the church, but there's no one that is married to your wife and the father of your kids, and so we have to make sure that we are healthy there. So that is a major, major um, priority, and that's where a lot of the funds and the focus of Pastor Strong it goes from helping that pastor be healthy himself and then the family and then working out from there. So speaking of being healthy yourself, let's transition to what are some of the most common physical health issues that pastors face? And how does Pastor Strong encourage pastors to prioritize their physical well-being? Yeah, great question, too. Um, I think as pastors, the sins that everybody knows of, like don't drink too much and don't smoke too much and watch out for um, adultery and different things like that, um, we do our best to keep all of those in check. And then sometimes when we want to gratify our flesh, it is going to eat too much. And I think that's one of the reasons why pastors' health, um, physical health, it shows that we are more obese and heavy than the average population because maybe they funnel their different vices in different areas um, where the pastor knows not to do that. But this buffet is calling and they want to be able to celebrate or they're depressed or whatever it is um, that food ends up being their thing. And so to be able to come together again with loving accountability with partners that are coming alongside with a, an initiative that is saying, let's focus on this, whether it's the hunger walk that we have coming up um, in San Antonio, where we're going out there, we've done races, we've got Fitbits for everybody. We've done all kinds of things to be able to, we, we, at, during the lunches, we'll try to eat healthy, not, to, not anything too crazy. And then we'll go through core areas. And when we get to physical health, we'll challenge all of the pastors. What 
what are you going to do with your family? What's the rhythm? What's the workout? And trying to provide tools for them um, because the heaviness of our bodies, the the weight challenges that many pastors have um, need to be addressed so that we're leading holistically uh, as healthy as we can, mind, body, spirit, all these different areas so that when we're representing and sharing the love of Christ and trying to guide people forward and lead them forward, that we're uh, providing a good model, a good example. And so, yeah, the physical health is a challenge for pastors. And so we're trying to do everything we can to just provide a, a, a movement forward of healthier living. Chad, tell us now, let's transition to mental health. And you mentioned, I heard, depressed, and then you just talked about weight and heaviness. But what about on the mind, you know, the heaviness? How do pastors resist the idea of mental health and wellness because they're worried about being stigmatized or what people might think about that? Yeah, they think that I can't be vulnerable. I can't struggle with this. I have to be the leader. I have to fight forward. And they hold on to this mental uh, stress um, so much with nobody to turn to. And that's, again, overstate the word relationship enough, because if we trust, if we love our brothers and we have pastors that are more than just kind of uh, just greeting each other in a, in a quick meeting or a quick lunch, but actually love and encourage each other. Um, many pastors know that we'll ask each other, hey, how many did you run on Sunday or something like that? And we'll get into a comparison thing and then we'll feel even more like we're missing the mark because maybe our church isn't as big as the church down the street. Well, Pastor Strong has been able to pull churches together from brand new baby churches that are just being planted to bigger churches that have tons more people all together to love each other, to not just compare each one to another, but encourage one another. And when we do that, then we can say to each other, like, how are you doing? How are you really doing? What is going on with you this week? What can I pray for you about? And so these little on-ramps, the lunch or the coffee, really is not the end goal. It's to exchange phone numbers, to be there for each other, to be able to build relationships outside of uh, even just what Pastor Strong is putting on to be able to help facilitate it and to help them go forward. And it's been able to do that. And then they can share with one another what mental stress, frustration they're having. And that's usually more than half the battle because when they realize that other people are going through the same thing and that there's people that are here for them, um, they might not have that as easily without Pastor Strong because they're the ones trying to make sure everybody else is okay, but nobody's checking to make sure they're okay. I love that. A great accountability there. Listeners, if you are just tuning in, this is Together for Good, and I'm today's guest host, Katie Fulkerson. I'm talking with Chad Shapiro, director of the Pastor Strong Initiative. Chad's been sharing information about pastors' health and all the good work the Pastor Strong Initiative has done to help alleviate some of those concerns. And Chad, we were just talking about mental health, but now let's talk about financial. How commonly are pastors and their families affected by financial struggles? It's very, very common. I think there's 
I don't know what percentage it is, but there are not too many churches um, that don't have to worry about finances, being good stewards of finances, no matter what. Just they, they don't all have an executive pastor that can go do everything. So a lot of that falls on the plate of the senior pastor um, to be able to make sure they're good stewards of all the church's finances. And then when there's not enough finances, when you're trying to build this ministry to go forward, a lot of times that pastor will be way underpaid compared to um, the amount of effort, the energy, the love, the care that they're trying to put out. And so when they're stressed financially and not handling it maybe as good as they could with the right education, we've all probably been there some points in our lives. And when you're stressed financially, it bleeds over into other areas and we become short with our family or harder to focus on the work at hand. Well, that's the same for a pastor. So when they're trying to love and share the love of Christ and to lead people forward and to minister to others, and there's these financial burdens that are on top of them, um, again, they can try to do their best to compartmentalize it. And, and then there goes that mental stress again uh, that's there. And so we are linked with uh, partners like uh, South Texas Children's Home that has a great class faith and finances that we promote. And when we had the lunch about financial health, that was the primary push. We're going to talk about all of this stuff here for 10 or 15 minutes, but it's not going to do it justice. We want you to know that there are resources for you. Um, there are great grants that a lot of pastors wouldn't know about without the Pastor Strong Initiative trying to do its best to be the communication portal from Texas Baptist to our pastors here, uh, a f- inflation grant that's there uh, because inflation went up and maybe the church can't do anything about it themselves. Well, there's an inflation grant. There's a sabbatical grant like where literally they'll they'll give and g- submit a resume for this or an application for it, and, and they'll give money to help the pastor go on a sabbatical, um, a financial grant where up to $5,000 is given, but not just the money given to the pastor, but there are literally three different appointments set with a financial planner to work through the finances of the church as well as the home of that pastor to get a lot of that under control. And uh I know most of our pastors that may be listening have not had those resources at all. Um, So the education plus the added resources there to help them. And just, again, the platform, if you will, the, the environment where we can bring these challenges to the table and work on them together, where without the Pastor Strong Initiative, all of these things that we're talking about are happening to every pastor, most likely, or some stronger than others, the challenges, but they have nowhere to turn to, and they're all by themselves. So it's such a blessing, and I'm so thankful to the Baptist Health Foundation and that it was able to create and fund this initiative to make these changes to help us go forward. You know, you said all by yourself, and I think sometimes we think of our pastors. They know everybody. Everybody knows the pastor, and they must have lots of friends. But how does Pastor Strong foster a sense of community among pastors to combat feelings of loneliness and then provide a support network? You you touched a little bit about that, but talk about just that community feeling. Yeah, it really has taken on that. And I've I've been around San Antonio for 20 years and been in San Antonio Baptist Association for the last six and um, can hear some of the 
the frustration that has been there of just not feeling totally loved and being a little bit on their own. And now when they come, there's just a sense of camaraderie that's there. I think it's having some routine um, lunches that are there, these coffees that are there, the retreats that are there that create this um, deeper connection with one another. And then that makes all the difference for them to not just sit in a chair and listen to a training for an hour and a half, two hours, which has its place and it is good in some cases. But this is more set to facilitate these relationships, to breed um, common bonds, to love one another, to have grace for one another. And uh, with that, it's creating that, that family of pastors that know what each other are going through when you're dealing with your church, you don't want them to know all the stress that you personally have because you're, you want to be serving them, you know, your family. You, you might burden your wife and kids, but you try not to sometimes with some of the things that are coming. But another pastor um, that knows exactly what you're going through can help a lot. And then when we find out that they do know what I'm going through, I'm not the only one because that's the I think a challenge of the devil will make you think that you're the only one that nobody knows that how bad it is, how rough it is, and you should just quit and you should be miserable. And then all of a sudden you you go to hang out with a couple other pastors who are like, I've been through that. Uh, that's going on, too. We can get through it together. All of a sudden it, it just makes you think, OK, but I, I'm going to be OK. I just have to keep fighting forward. You've talked about some of the difficulties and challenges but I'd love to hear some success stories. For Tell us where it's working and, and share with us some of your success stories. Yeah, the, every part of the uh, Pastor Strong Initiative has some great testimonials. So I'll start even with just the kids, um, the kids that come to the family retreat that will be sitting there with one another and they're saying, oh, my daddy's a pastor. And then there will be another one next to him that says, my daddy's a pastor, too. And then all of a sudden, like, wow, my daddy's a pastor, too. They didn't know why we were all at the retreat. But they're they're so excited to see other kids that are pastor's kids. And they're being able to come together and be ministered to um, from the kids and looking forward to the next retreat. And they can't wait till they can all come together again. And I can only imagine what the bond of those young kids who um, face different pressures, too, for being a pastor's kid, what Pastor Strong will be able to help facilitate for them going forward. Um, then I look at uh, the marriages themselves. And I know when we had the marriage retreat, I believe there was four up to five couples that they told us were on life support, that they were mm -hmm. contemplating divorce um, literally up. In, and that's why they signed up for uh, the marriage retreat. And they're still together to this day. We're not the teachers of the material. We're just thankful, again, for Pastor Strong being able to create the retreat and to have the finances together to be able to have the speakers. And they come in and they do an excellent job. And then all of a sudden marriages are healed. And if you think about one pastor's marriage falling apart, what that does to the community at large, because the church that they're pastoring now would be in in shambles because of that. But because of the Pastor Strong Initiative being able to go forward, even just recently, the coffees, we had somebody that was so hurt, so frustrated, so stressed out, uh, having a breakdown and said that the coffees, he, he went to two of them that week, looking at the calendar, trying to figure out where they are. And it, it, to him, it was like an AA meeting, like I got to go to get healthy and was able to come be encouraged and be able to go forward. 
pastors that I got an email just last week, a long-term pastor, been around for 20, 30 years, came to the last lunch. And I believe Cody Knowlton was there, um, the person that helps lead the Baptist Health Foundation. And this long-term pastor said, this is exactly what I've been looking for. I needed something like Pastor Strong, um, the camaraderie, being able to be together. We've had having it a set date every first Thursday of the month has allowed us to have all these pastors that were kind of floating around in different areas to be able to route people to somewhere um, and know, and know where it is, what time it is. And um, those are the ones that are usually the most vulnerable when they don't have any other connections. They're kind of floating around, and now people can kind of invite them and usher them into a, a place where they can connect with others. And so um, that has been terrific. People, the financial health, people just so excited about the grants that have gone through, the sabbatical grant that they couldn't believe, the, the financial counseling. Somebody just recently said it would be great if they had financial counseling attached to uh, the different grants. And I was like, it does. It has it already. That's part of it. And they're like, wow, that's amazing. Um, so just every every area, pastors going out and getting running shoes um, from the grant that we've been able to have and, and lacing them up and going walking with one another in the community and, and working out. And so every area has just been a blessing to see. I love hearing the success stories. And you have definitely taken us on a journey through this ministry. And I know it's going to be so encouraging to those listening, both who know pastors, are a pastor themselves, or are thinking about being in the ministry. I've learned so much listening to you today, and I'd like to be able to pray for you, if that's okay with you. That'd be a blessing. All right. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for Chad, and, and first and foremost, pray for him as a pastor, Lord God. You've called him to lead and to teach and to be a shepherd, and we also lift up his ministry, Pastor Strong, where he is also encouraging other pastors and on all the different aspects of health, mentally and physically and spiritually and personally, Lord God. So we just pray your blessing on him, his ministry, and those who are touched by it. Thank you for this time that we've had today to learn more about him and what he is doing in our community. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Chad, thank you for coming in today. I know the Pastor Strong Initiative is a blessing in the lives of the pastors involved. I hope that our listeners have gotten some encouragement or ideas to help their pastor continue to do their work. We'd also like to thank you, our listeners. We hope you've been encouraged by the work being done in our community to improve the lives of our neighbors. You can catch our episodes anywhere you get your podcast or by visiting Baptist Health Foundation of San Antonio's website, bhfsa.org forward slash together for good. We'll be back next week with another great conversation about health matters and the work of our nonprofits in our area. God bless and take care, everyone. Thank you for tuning in today for Together for Good. We hope you've been encouraged, uplifted, and inspired. Until our next time together, may the Lord bless and keep you. And in all things, to God be the glory. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.